This week at AveMariaRadio.net's Poll of the Week, we want to know what is your favorite Summer Olympic event? Let us know now by going to AveMariaRadio.net, scrolling down on the homepage and clicking Poll of the Week. afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. Uh, just a warning, I'm going to be taking up the investigation of Monsignor Burrell and his sexual misconduct, um, the allegations of his sexual misconduct. So if this is uh, distressing to uh, anyone, uh, you may want to just turn this off for a moment. I do think it's an important story, though, and I want to make sure that I get this across, partially because the secular press is attacking uh, the pillar the investigative news organization run by two outstanding Catholic canon lawyers, J.D. Flynn and Ned Condon. And uh, those brothers need some support, so I want to spend some time talking about that. Yesterday, we reported that Monsignor Jeffrey Burrell, uh, the former general secretary of the U.S. Bishops' Conference, announced his resignation. Why? Because The Pillar, a Catholic investigative news outlet, found evidence that Monsignor Burrell engaged in serial sexual misconduct during the time he held a critical oversight role in the Catholic Church's response to the McCarrick mess in the Pennsylvania Grand Jury reports. The uh, president of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, uh, Archbishop Jose Gomez, said, quote, It is with sadness that I inform you that Monsignor Jeffrey Burrell was resigned as General Secretary of the conference. On Monday, we became aware of impending media reports alleging possible improper behavior by Monsignor Burrell. Um, what was shared with us did not include allegations of misconduct with minors. However, in order to avoid becoming a distraction to the operations and ongoing work of the conference, Monsignor Burrell has resigned effective immediately. Now, it's hard to imagine that Monsignor Burrell was a lone wolf, but uh, I do remember Bill Cosby escaping public detection for a long time, and he was a lone wolf. Uh, Matthew Bunsen, Washington bureau chief for EW10 News Nightly, a colleague, close friend, has known Burrell for two decades and was completely surprised by the story. In fact, uh, Matthew and I spent about a half an hour on the air discussing it on Tuesday. Uh, you can follow up at, by going to the Cresta Guest Archive there and get the podcast. The two pillar journalists, Ed Condon and J.D. Flynn, are friendly acquaintances of mine. I like them. I've watched their work when they were at Catholic News Agency, and I've watched it even more carefully now that they've started the pillar. Both are canon lawyers. Both are committed to building up the body of Christ, and in my estimation, they have been a godsend. They've done a great work uh, theologically conservative Catholics have not had serious investigative journalism during my adult life anyways. There have been a few posers who for years have been promising to deliver exposés about this priest or this bishop, but um, can't seem to come up with anything but innuendo, guilt by association, spittle, and the use of other people's investigative work. Up until Pillar, the best investigative pieces have been done by the National Catholic Reporter, whose editorial policy often clashes with church teaching. So I'm grateful to have Ed and J.D. 
doing the heavy lifting on stories like this, including the Vatican Bank scandal, which is a very tedious and difficult story. One of the reasons there's not more true investigative journalism is because it's costly. It takes a lot of time, takes a lot of money, and takes a lot of talent. So I'm grateful to have the pillar there. The secular press is appalled by this story and is accusing Pillar of homophobia, yellow journalism, invading the privacy of someone's romantic life. They're pretending that this is a witch hunt to find secret sinners. One ignorant reporter actually said they must not have thought about the code of canon law, which states no one is permitted to harm illegitimately the good reputation which a person possesses nor to injure the right of any person to protect his or her own privacy, end quote. Uh, look, both Ed and J.D. are canon lawyers. I've interviewed them on canon law questions in the past, and I'm absolutely certain they checked every angle from a canon law perspective. I noticed that people think that this was kind of just arbitrary spying on a private individual. Let's remember, Monsignor Burrell is not a private individual in this respect. He was assigned to do work in this whole field of sexual misconduct uh, and, in particular, uh, criminal misconduct with minors. Uh, I noticed that Father James Martin uh, bemoans that uh, this is, quote, spying on a priest. Apparently, uh, Father Martin believes spying on a priest is a graver offense than the violence that Monsignor Burrell has visited on the priesthood and the conscience of fellow Christians and on his own soul. I think with all this, uh, you know, Father Martin gets this reputation for being balanced, but his own scale of values and vision of reality really have been twisted by his ongoing advocacy for uh, homosexual persons. He's later quoted in an Associated Press story uh, asking, what comes next? Spying on Catholic school teachers? Spying on parishioners? And where does it end? Where we have a church where no one has ever sinned? The church will be empty. Of course, this is silly. Um, a balanced man would notice just how silly it is. First of all, Catholic school teachers usually sign a morality clause that, if violated, could result in their firing. And up till now, these firings have been upheld in the courts. Uh, secondly, uh, I'd be glad to spy on an accountant who was hired to investigate shady diocesan finances if I happened to learn that he was engaged in similarly shady personal financial dealings with bankers who might, in fact, favor shady financial dealing. That would be responsibility. Uh, you would investigate uh, a man who's... Uh, you're, you investigate the man who's doing the investigation of criminal sexual misconduct, and you would find him probably unqualified for the task because he was personally engaged in sexual misconduct, even if it wasn't criminal, ongoing sexual misconduct. Someone had a reason to begin investigating Monsignor Burrill. We don't yet know how the original suspicion arose, but this is not just a momentary lapse brought on by, you know, substance abuse or alcohol or fortuitous circumstances that seized him in a weak moment. Violation of his vows was a regular part of his life, even as he was working on sexual misconduct issues for the USCCB. I want to stress again, 
At this time, there is no clear evidence that his sin was also a crime. But the app that he was using, Grindr, only requires user-approved birth dates. And user studies have shown that post-pubescent minors use the Grindr app. In 2018, a Northwestern University study of 14 to 17-year-old males who identify as gay or bisexual found that more than half of the participants in the study said they used hookup apps for the purposes of meeting partners. Nearly 70% of adolescent participants in the story said they used such apps in order to meet men in person for sex. Jack Turbin, a researcher at Stanford University School of Medicine, co-published a paper this year which argued that these kind of location-based hookup apps, quote, facilitate age-discordant sexual relationships between adolescent and adult partners, which can be harmful to minors. Turbin, in fact, estimates that about 25% of gay and bisexual adolescent males use these location-based hookup apps like Grindr. And uh, Turbin also pointed out in an interview with WGBH that this creates, quote, an easy place for sexual predators to uh, search for kids. Let me stress again, there's no evidence that Monsignor Burrell committed any illegal acts, but he was swimming in a pool that's infected with that kind of bacteria. The pillar piece is not yellow journalism. It's not a hit piece. It's a sober and troubling expose of a high-ranking priest so concerned with his own gratification, he may well be what they call a sex addict, so concerned with his own gratification that on the days that he was supposedly investigating the McCarrick mess, he was meeting with anonymous sex partners. You don't have to be paranoid or a conspiracy monger to imagine that this story is going to contribute to spreading further and staining deeper the spiritual imagination of anyone who loves, respects, or is considering the claims of the Catholic Church. This behavior is a grotesque violation of his vows as a priest, which include not only his vow to serve God, but also to serve the body of Christ. This is not just as the world would have you think of it. A single individual in the privacy of his own home, doing as he wishes. This is a betrayal of the trust invested in him as a priest, as the General Secretary of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, as an investigator in one of the most tawdry and painful episodes in modern American church history. How he was able to continue this behavior while he was, in fact, investigating uh, sexual misconduct is stunning to me. I do not understand the ability of people to live double lives of this sort. But I know uh, through many years of doing interviews and talking with people and reading that there are people who are able to wall off uh, entire areas of their life and live in two different worlds. Now, once we get done with the institutional problems here, we also have 
the problem of his own soul. And while this is publicly shameful, and I'm sure he is agonizing over this today, it's still important for those of us uh, who share baptism into Christ Jesus with him. It is important for us to try to uphold him, strengthen him, pray for him, and make sure that he gets the justice that he's due. Now, I want to, I'm going to say it again because I, I don't want anybody accusing me of overstating the problem. At this point, there is no evidence that he was engaged in criminal sexual misconduct. So this is not anything for the civil authorities to be concerned about, okay, as far as we know. And so the world, all of its clamoring, wants us to show criminal behavior before we're concerned. But as the Church of Jesus Christ, we're not just concerned with what's illegal among our priests. We're concerned about serial immorality, which violates the teaching of the church and does violence to our concept of the priesthood. So pray for Monsignor Burrell and pray for Ed Condon and J.D. Flynn.